All school year long, students in all educational settings work hard to produce products. Products for their teachers to evaluate, judge, and assess. Products such as writing samples, posters, video recordings, prototypes, and so much more. Many teachers are working hard to get more creative with the products that their students create in an attempt to increase levels of engagement. But with online learning seemingly becoming a new normal in education, maybe the idea of products being such a heavily weighted assessment form needs to see reform. This podcast is just that, reform of an assessment in education. Conversations with Campbell is an attempt to bring one of the most basic forms of communication to the forefront of assessment in education, having a conversation. So much knowledge and learning is exchanged in a conversation between teacher and student, or even student to student, that it cannot be overlooked as a genuine demonstration of a student's learning. Some might even argue that a conversation demonstrates a student's learning so much more than a product ever could. A great example of this would be a cliche science fair. Each entrant is judged based off their product a typical tri-fold Bristol board, and maybe even a working prototype. But most science fairs are won or lost when the judges converse with the participants, and the participants get to explain their work with the judges directly. Whatever side of this fence you fall on, you cannot argue that learning happens in conversation. So buckle up and enjoy Conversations with Campbell. Okay, good morning and welcome to our conversations with me, Mr. Campbell. Today we are talking with Meskeen, Aditya, Jazpreet, and maybe Zaina. She's not with us right now, but we are hoping for her to join. And we are discussing chapters, well, we could include chapter one, but we're going to try to stick beyond that. Chapters two to five of the Rule of Three book series. Book number two, Fight for Power. So first things first, uh, good morning to you three. Is there anything that you want to start off with? You read those chapters. What stood out to you? Get the conversation rolling. In chapter five, I really noticed that Adam is being a lot like Herb there. So he was being very diplomatic towards the situation there. And he was also trying to distract the listener with questions. So the lady with the gun, she came in. So Adam tried to comfort her with questions and distract her. And it seems yeah. like a very herb thing to do. And he's done that many times as well. Very, yeah, he pulled the herb. That's what, like I feel like that's what we coined it in reading book one together. But he definitely pulled the herb, right? Which, yeah. is, which is interesting because that's all... Like he learned that just through observation, right? So does that like, it's not like Herb said, oh, in this situation, you need to do this. Like he never taught him that, right? Yeah. But he taught him like the only way Adam knows how to do that is through what I would think is one of his best character traits is his ability to observe, right? His observation. 
Um, what, what, what uh, girls, was there anything that you, do you have opinions of that situation? Aditya went right to the, to the heavy stuff, but um, do you want to give, anyone want to give us a retell of, of what Aditya is talking about? I think like how like when you're younger, you try mitigating your siblings or parents. That's kind of how like Adam is trying to be like her. I think he feels like when he's hurt, stronger. I don't know. He's trying to observe her and try being strong like him in a way. Yeah, he's really... Um... He's really emulating, I guess would be the great word. He's emulating Herb. Yeah. Jaspreet, do you have any observations on this particular event, let's call it? I um, had a little observation or something on something else. So can I talk about that maybe? Sure. We'll come right back to that in a second. I just, I have a question about this, this point that Mesquine's saying. Um, and it kind of leads into Adam and observations is who do children most try to emulate through observation? Like who do they most wind up acting like? Their parents. Okay. Do we all agree that that's the case? For me, it was my siblings. It was your because you have older siblings. Yeah. So you were most acting like your siblings because they're the most present for you, I guess. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. Aditya, what do you think? Pardon didn't hear for a second. So the, the whole idea of emulating someone or acting like another person for kids I think it would be that they most try to emulate or act like their parents because that's their main, you yeah. know, that's the, who they get to watch, right? <laughs> Sorry, my wife is making the loudest coffee in the history of mankind, I think. Um, so I guess the real question is, is, what I'm getting at here is if we all agree that people, okay, so this is exactly where I'm going, Jazzbreed, is Adam has the absence of a parent right now, right? Who is he missing? Uh, his father. And from our reading, we would say that they have a positive relationship, negative relationship. What's their positive relationship? Positive. So it would make sense that, like, do we have any examples that Adam is emulating his father or that he has emulated his father yeah he flies planes like his father perfect like his dad's a pilot he's a pilot right like there's there's this perfect thing so me as a human as i read i wonder if adam's father was in the story would he still be as much of a herb as he's shown so far in book one and a little bit of book two. No. Interesting. So Jasper, you think no. 
Yeah, I don't think uh, he would be more of a herb because then he, I feel like he would be closer to his own father rather than his neighbor. Interesting. Miskeen? I think he would be more like Danny and Rachel, stay home behind and, we, and be more taken care of. He wouldn't be as involved? Yeah. If so, okay, so then let's go to the author standpoint. Do you think it was a very specific decision by the author to leave out Adam's father so that Adam could become a more prominent figure in this situation? Yes. Yes. So Adam would be less of an important character if his father was present. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes, because um, as in the story, Adam's always like, Related. I feel like his dad wouldn't let him um, go and get involved with everything. Yeah. Because, like, he could do the flying, his dad. Plus, he's more experienced. And, uh-huh. yeah. So, there it is right there. Adam's Adam is important. Or, if we remember back in book one, everyone had skills, right? So, people were, like, selected based off their skills. Adam's skill would would kind of be obsolete, right? It's like in acting, there's the lead actor and then every actor in a play has a backup just in case something happens to them. I feel like Adam would just be like a a backup player. Yeah, he would like be the backup flyer in case. Pilot, (laughs) for using our words properly. My bad, pilot. Okay, so then let, let's think about that for a second. What do you think Adam's role would be? Let's let's play the hypothetical game. We'll say, let's pretend Adam's father has been here. So let's say the book one ended with Adam's dad making his way back to the neighborhood. What do you think Adam's role would be? Like, what would he end up doing for the neighborhood? I feel like he may, like, result in like staying in the ground or maybe not like doing much because his father doesn't want him to like getting away from like the pilot stuff maybe okay so we're we're gonna say that he's definitely probably not a pilot yeah everyone in the neighborhood has a job so what would adam's job become i think it'll help the pearsons with farming yeah okay so he winds up being a like secondhand to Mr. Peterson, Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Peterson. Yeah. And why would you say that, Muskeen? Well, he has a close kind of connection with them, and he also wants to be with Lori most of the time. For sure. And that way, he'll stay in the neighborhood, and he he can also take care of Danny and Rachel. Well, not really, but like they need more help with farming and everything because that's how they're gonna get food. So he'd be much more of a stay at home. I don't want to say a stay at home mom because I don't want that. There's nothing wrong with a stay at home dad, but he'd be like a stay at home parent. Yeah. That farms, that helps with farming. Yeah. Okay. Aditya, your opinion? Yeah, I think he would be more like that too. Like maybe helping people around the neighborhood. So how would he help people around the neighborhood? Because he, it was never showed that he had some, any other expertise like farming or um, making stuff out of wood like Todd's father. 
Yeah. So I guess he would just help with things that here and there, like maybe to- helping Todd build the fence and stuff like that. So it's interesting that you say that because something that you said stands out to me is that he never really had any other skills. I mean, if I'm thinking about Adam and kind of what I learned from the start of book one to now, I think he's got some, I think he's got some pretty good skills, you know, something like observational skills. Um, He's clearly a bigger kid. So I think there's some physicality to him for sure. Like, and I think, I mean, me more, if I had to pick a job for, for him, I have a specific one, probably I'd have him working alongside someone like Mr. Nicholas. I think that would be like, I think he's quite intelligent. Like, I think that would be a useful job for someone like Adam, right? Like that problem solver, engineer kind of thought thinker, right? Like, I think he's, he would be very useful to the neighborhood in that, in that specific job. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I agree. And I also feel like Adam might, like, if his dad came back, I feel like Adam would more likely be with, like, Lori and Todd most of the time. And more of a regular kid, regular 16-year-old? Yeah. Okay, Meskina Ditya, any other opinions on that? Yeah, I think he would still have some role because after everything he went through, he was, you know, the committee welcomed him. He was his decision mattered and everything. He would still be something important, but not as important as the only pilot. I agree with that too. Cool. Okay. So while we were talking before, Jaspreet, you said you had a different observation. So why don't you lay that one on us? So in, I feel like it was chapter four or five. I don't really directly remember, but yeah. um, I mean, three or four, my bad chapter three or four, I don't directly remember, but Adam was saying something about like how Herb says things reasonably. And there was this in, uh, where where the prisoner, pr- prisoner wanted to like get some coffee and he gave an order. And after that, Herb said he wanted the same coffee. Even, and then Adam made an observation and he was like, Herb, like kind of like adapts to the situation and like changes himself for the benefit of him, like to get like hold up a friendship and stuff. And yeah. I was wondering. He's always I, playing the game, right? He's always, yeah. he, he never takes himself out of the game. Yeah. So he's like always really friendly and stuff, which makes him seem like more like a safe person to be around and stuff. Right. Yeah. And, so as that happened, I just made this observation. I don't know if it's the best one, but maybe Herb could be like with Adam's family for a benefit of his own, maybe as I don't know, but I just, cause he could adapt and stuff to Adam's liking. And since Adam is a pilot and he knew how to fly and stuff, which could. So you, yeah. so you think Herb chose Adam's family? Like you think there's more to just the fact that he's a neighbor with Adam's family? Yeah. There's, there's more to his decision based off like mom's a police captain and yeah. you know, kid has a plane. Like you think that was a strategic choice of hers? 
Yeah, I feel like, you know how, how you mentioned before that he likes playing games and stuff and he's always in the game? So I feel like not necessarily using because that I feel like would be like a big word to say in this situation. Yeah. But I feel like he's like, as everyone does tend to agree with him too. So yeah. I feel like, I, I don't know how to word it, but I feel like he's like, he, I feel like, he knows something that he's the not, others. He's not know. using Adam's family, but he's using Adam's family. Yeah, at the same time, I don't know. I don't have a good yeah. word for it. I get it. No, I I think I understand exactly what you're saying. I would. As, it, as yeah. it also benefits him because everyone tends to listen to him because mother, uh, Adam's mother usually uh, tends to give in and stuff that okay. her recommends and um and then the committee and then mother goes on with um like telling convincing the other committee members to agree with herb and as adam a mini herb i guess whatever he also tends to agree with herb even though they have disagreements herb just like i guess plays a game or something and makes everyone agree with him which benefits him so i yeah. guess he's using herbs i mean adam's family but at the same time, he's not using Adam's family. So yeah, that's I think, what I, I think I think to say that he's using Adam's family would would kind of say that he knew that this was going to happen, right? Like he's setting himself up for worst case scenario. Like there, like he was predicting this poor future, which. I mean, that would be super hard to predict, but I mean, the guy does have a basement loaded with everything that they need. So maybe he was preparing, like he, maybe he was one of those like end of the world preparers, right? Yeah. Plus he's a retired spy. So maybe yeah. he already had the information and like, and it could, could happen. Yeah. yeah. It could happen for sure. I think that's why the book has a little bit of popularity and a lot of dystopian novels have popularity because they're not really far fetched, right? Like it's not, it, it seems like the more and more we move on in life, the less far fetched these crazy ideas seem, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So I had about that topic, I had something highlighted. Uh, I'm just going to pull it up right now but it's on the it's on that same wavelength um the fact that like uh hold on let me grab it one second one second i had it up here oh where are you you highlights um sorry so as I'm getting this, Aditya, you had your observation. Jaspreet, you had yours. Maskeen, was there anything in the reading so far that kind of stood out to you and something you wanted to bring up? Um, yeah, kind of like what Jaspreet said. You know how the book's called Fight for Power? Yep. When they were having a committee meeting and then Adam was narrating his thoughts and he was talking about how even though no one agreed with her at first, with his mother's help, they all ended up going with his side like they usually do. And then he was wondering what will happen once his mother and her stop agreeing. So that's kind of what I'm wondering if there's gonna be like a whole situation in future chapters about, I guess, sides of other Captain Kate, 
daily or herb. So you're predicting that the fight for power is referring to the power struggle between herb and captain? Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. All right. So where, well, let's, let's use that as a jump off point really quickly is if we think, well, let's get this first. Aditya and Jaspreet, do you agree with, with Meskeen that the fight for power is referring to conflict of the power struggle of leadership in the, in the community? I feel, um. I mean, I agree slightly. Like that could be a possibility, but I'm still leaning towards the scenario that they are coming to a conflict within another neighborhood. With another okay. neighborhood, you're, you're going to say no that it's not the internal conflict of the neighborhood that is the fight for power. It, it's still going to be external. Yeah, I still feel like it's going to be like that. Okay, and Jaspreet, where do you stand on that? So I have like two predictions i guess um i feel like it could be between the two neighborhoods or maybe it could be between herb and adam and um maybe it could be something like um adam and herb might have different opinions and this time they're actually really stuck up on that opinion and herb and adam doesn't want to give in and adam did want to punch herb right at the end of yeah. chapter five like he clenched yeah. fist he and herb asked him like go ahead if you want to punch me punch me yeah, so, and as I was saying that, um, I feel like Adam and Herb might take their different paths and might, like, um, have have their own kind of, like, people with them, I guess. And maybe it might divide the neighborhood. Something like that could happen, too. But so, it could also be between different neighborhoods, too. Okay, so you're on the fence still, but you don't think it's going to be Kate and Herb. You think, if anything, it'll be Adam and Herb, which yes, is kind of... Kind of the same Adam, thing, though, right? Like, yeah. Adam's not going to abandon his mom. So when yes. you say like, when you say Kate and Herb, it's really like Adam and Herb as well, because Kate yeah, and Adam are similar. Because then Adam and Herb are kind of like the main characters currently, in a way, yeah. right? So I feel like they might get the more spotlight. Interesting. So three people, and three different kind of thoughts about that fight for power and what that might be. Interesting. Good point, Muskeen. Um, is there anything you want to say to that, Muskeen? Any anything more? Uh, I also agree with Jasper. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're not sold on this yet. I still okay. feel there's gonna be something with Kate and her. There's gonna I... be a power struggle. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, before I got Muskeen's observation, I was searching through and finding something, but. Uh, so it's chapter two, and the quote is, um, it is Todd and Adam are up in the plane, and Todd says, yeah, I got it. I see the school and the police station across the road. You know, it does all look pretty normal in reference to being up in the plane and everything kind of looks normal. And then Adam says, normal just means what you're used to. It's starting to feel to me like this is the new normal. Us needing to carry weapons, the neighborhood walled off, me flying this ultralight. And then Todd says, hundreds of dead men at the bottom of the valley, he asked. So this whole idea of new normal. So 
what's interesting is let's say I was reading this book to you last year. Okay. So last year before pandemic, like let's say we're, you know, you guys, uh, so Jasper Miskeen, you're starting your grade six year. Aditya, you're starting your grade seven year in September. Hey, we're going to read this book and you, you read book one. Okay. How far fetched does it seem? Like if you were reading that book in September of last year, like how crazy, like this will never happen. Yeah, I would think it's kind of unreal that this would happen. Yeah, like it's super unrealistic, right? I would kind of not to like be extra or anything. I would pro probably label it as dramatic in a way. Okay. It's like really over dramatic. But then again, it is a book, so. Of course. So my question to you guys is if you read this, even like let's even go further, like two years ago, if you read book one and where we are in book two, because essentially we're just at the end of book one right now. Um, would you think that this is super far-fetched? Yes. Yeah. Miskeen, yes? Yeah. Okay, so now here we are in the world that we're in today and this whole idea of new normal, like our characters are talking about a new normal and we're sitting here in online learning, you know, a new normal. Like, hey guys, I want you to get a book. Can you here, click on this PDF link and that's how you're gonna read a book. Like this is a, we're in a crazier world. So my question to you is, is does this change, does our current situation in life change how we look, look at or think about books that we're reading, especially these ones that are like super far-fetched? Like, are they as far-fetched now as we sit here today compared to a year and a half, two years ago? I personally feel like, um, as Adam is usually talking about his feelings and stuff, I, I'm not the biggest book reader. I just, I don't really read books that often. So I would usually label some of his thoughts as dramatic or over, like overly mentioned and stuff, like not necessary. But now that I usually think about it, it's that like, I sometimes have the thoughts too that, um, we're gonna stay at home, COVID's not gonna be over because the cases are rising and stuff. And I feel like I don't think of these books as dramatic as some, cause then sometimes um, Adam's like, nothing's gonna go back to normal, stuff like that. And how everyone's preparing and stuff. But now that I think about it, it's not as dramatic as I thought it was. Cause as I don't read books that often either, as I did mention that. so me reading a book is like me like not usually always being the best at like caring about some of the words that they say but i've been starting to pay more attention to the specific details that adam says and mentions and so yeah is that a result of the things going on in life around you so is is your life and what you're going through in life causing you to look at this book differently than you would have pre-pandemic. Yes, I, yeah. because I feel like he's, Adam's more reflective on everything. And I personally have started to do that too. Okay. It's 
like don't go don't don't do that that's not good for you because of covid or don't go outside that and stuff like that right and it's those like decisions because i usually don't really go outside anyways because i'm really introverted in a way but at the same time it's like if you look at it from that point of view i get why they're so again not dramatic but that's the only word that comes to mind so i get why they're so overly like so prepared and writing and stuff okay. now that I'm looking at it from this point of view. Okay, so same thing for Mesquite Aditya. Same same kind of question. If I read this book, let's say three years ago, I would have thought it was um, unrealistic. I guess. Yeah, never gonna happen. Unbelievable, yeah. right? But now that I'm reading it when I'm in online school, which was something I never thought I would have to do. I kind of feel like anything is possible now. This book could happen. Like you never know what will happen <laughs> next. Crazy, right? Yeah. Aditya? Yeah, I f- kind of feel the same way. Just judging by how quickly the world changed with COVID, I mean, yep. I, I feel like the same thing could happen with this. So mostly everything these days is run by computers. So if something like this happens today, I feel like it would be a really big disaster. Well, and so to, to further this, and, and this will be kind of where we, we end, I think, but the quote, and I don't know if you guys caught it. Did you catch the timeline? So at the start of this book, especially chapter weeks one, after the incident, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, so 10 weeks, right? So Adam and Todd are flying in the plane and, and they're talking. It's It's been 10 weeks since they were in the computer lab in the start of book one. And Adam says, actually, it's a little bit less than 10 weeks. It's 66 days. So all of what we've had so far has been 66 days. So we're talking two months. Could you imagine your life changing that much in two months pre-pandemic? And now think of like, you know, just even the last 66 days and how uncertain things have been. Like, isn't that, you know, the the concept of time and how much can change it in such a short period of time? It's kind of crazy, right? What are your guys' thoughts there? Just that, that date, like 66 days. Doesn't that seem like a short amount of time? It does. But think about this book and everything that happened in 66 days. Like it's a lot of that just happened just 66 days. They were in a computer lab. Right? They're holding guns and everything. Like counting bodies after they blew up a bridge? Yeah. Like, Miskeen, how long has it taken you to grow a bean? Um, I think it's been more than two months. <laughs> okay. So like putting that in perspective, right? Like, holy moly. I've been trying to grow a bean. These people got farms growing for the in- entire 1600 people. Yeah. Kind of mental, right? All right. I'll give you guys each a chance for your kind of final thoughts. You can go wherever you want with it. Could just be an observation, comment, something that we've talked about, something that we haven't talked about um prediction something about characters opinion something you like something you hate completely up to you 
Um, we'll give each of you a chance. Uh, Jazzpreet, we'll start with you. Okay, so this is just like something, like a comment, I guess. But and like, I feel like Todd might later on in the book have a role in like maybe doing something that's like not so beneficial to Adam or something. I don't know why. I just have this feeling from the way how everything was going. But I don't think it's like the best prediction, but I just have that feeling of the way he's like talking and stuff. So and you think he's going to be in conflict with Adam? Yes. I feel like he might have like the spotlight for some time where like everything, like, like maybe like a plot twist. I don't know. All right. Um, Interesting. Cool. I like it. Uh, Mesquina Aditya? Aditya? Over the book, I feel like Brett has been becoming like more detached from others. So it feels like he's been doing things more independently and stuff. So I feel like he might have a bigger role later in the book. Okay. Do you think the role would be positive, negative? I don't know. I feel like he's starting to go against the beliefs of the neighborhood so that he might start doing other things. Okay. And Miskeen? Now that Brett is mentioned, I just thought of something. Um, just like how Didia is saying that Brett is going, he's like changed a lot. He's become more of like a stronger, I guess more of a bit, he's been, he's more, he has a more important role now. I feel like something's gonna happen where he's gonna disobey the rules or kill someone he's not supposed to. And okay. then something big might happen to the neighborhood because of something he did. All right. I think that is a perfect place to stop. And just to, to say, cause we heard Jazzpreet in the typing in the chat there, but Jazzpreet, do you want to communicate your last? Yes, I do. So um, I feel like Herb and Brett uh, might have like a conflict because as Adam mentioned, um, Brent's kind of like Herb in a way, right? So like he's following what Herb's saying, but like kind of like like Herb in a way. And he seems smart and stuff. But uh, I feel like Brett might want to be the leader instead of Herb in a way. Because as Adam has been saying, he doesn't like Brett and stuff. And maybe he his feeling about Brett might be true. And Herb and um, Brett might have some conflict. And maybe if um, later on in the book to uh, this neighborhood and another neighborhood are fighting, maybe Brett could go to their side and help them. Because then again, this book is pretty unpredictable for me. So that's just like a little prediction I had. So maybe the fight for power isn't Captain Daly and Herb. Maybe the fight for power is Brett versus others. I feel like it might be multiple fights of power. That right. Well, that seems like because there are a little, a lot of characters, and the main yeah. characters, of course. And I feel like the main characters will have conflict. And Brett kind of is getting a spotlight, but he's still in the background, you know. So yep. I feel like maybe some of the background characters, in a way, might have conflict with the main characters, and maybe like a lot of different ways people are fighting for power. It's awesome. All right, let's close it off there. Chapter one to chapter five, the rule of three, fight for power, which is book number two. Thanks for a great conversation.
You're welcome.